Hello. Hello. Oh my goodness, we're back. We're back. Did you miss <laughs> us? I mean, we we missed us. I missed us desperately. Because Christy and I didn't talk the entire time. No. Because, no, we don't talk unless it's on the podcast. <laughs> Zero communication. Uh, I don't, I don't even know where she is right now. <laughs> Are you still in Arizona? <laughs> in Arizona. Oh, my God. You were there for a minute. I was there for a long, long time. You, were, you sure were. Yeah. Uh, and I did only old people things, and I got really into bingo. So she, she did. that's who I am now. <laughs> I mean, so it's funny because we did our like respective like Christmas things, but because Christie's people are far away from where she is, that that it involved an extended to make yeah. it worth it. And she was slowly listeners descending into this like where she was maybe 80 or something. <laughs> like, like here are all the old people things I did. I went and I made um, cards, like gift cards. That you made gift cards? Did they have money on them? Or? No, they're like, like you know, you would be like, here is a card to go along with your gift. But I made it instead of just purchasing it from, you uh, know. So it's a card. It's, so it's a card. And yes. yeah, that was, um, I went to two of those. Oh. With, with my Whoa. mom. Uh, we played bingo a lot. My dad won a lot of money. My mom and I won a blanket, which she still has, obviously. You have to, sh- you have to share it. <laughs> Seems kind of. <laughs> but you know what? My favorite part about bingo is the dabbers, the like markers that you use. And so I just constantly, I wanted to like mark everything. And it's like, I don't think I care so much about the bingo as I want to just mark circles on stuff. She was texting me this stuff with pictures and was like, look how perfect my circle is. And I was like, <laughs> I think you need to come back home now. <laughs> I learned how to play bocce ball, which, mm-hmm. I, which I thought you had to be over the age, like legally. Legally. Over the, I over think the age of 70. To I'm very bad at it. So I think maybe mm. also physiologically you should be old to play it. <laughs> Mentally, you have to be retired to be able to get the game. <laughs> it's a part of it. It was, and yeah. You watched horses for a while. <laughs> I remember that. We go. We're going to go look for. We're going to go look for horses. We went, was, We saw wild horses. This was pretty cool. There's a, a national forest near my parents' um, house, and they have wild horses, like actual wild horses, running around. So we went twice. We saw them one time. They were very, like, I mean, it was exciting because I'm me. We also saw an otter in the river, and that was even better. And (laughs) for me, not for my parents. And I made us stop and watch that otter for a long time. Uh, yeah, and they just gave her an ARP card, and we're yeah. like, "You're, you're in. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> you don't have to do anything else." But I will say, listeners, she presented these these uh, excursions, if I will call them that, <laughs> in a way that is not how she's explaining them. So at one stage, she goes, "I'm going to go try to find horses." <laughs> now she's in Arizona, and I was like, "I'm sure that's not like a problem." I'm sure like, they have horses. Like you can just. So she didn't say, "I'm going to this park to find wild." She did it later. I did. The, I explained the, it later, but I didn't upfront. 
so, and so everyone in this group chat was like, can you not just like go to a farm? Like, are, I mean, they're not <laughs> like for a purpose. Are you going to find a horse to purchase or to ride or what? Right. Is happening? <laughs> they're not some like elusive dodo bird or anything. They're around. You can get, you can find them. So, uh, and then she would say, I'm going to bingo. And I was like, oh, like, like, are you, do you have drinks or like, you're just, and then she showed me the card and we'll post it. It looks like a math dissertation. It is so intense. Bingo <laughs> is so intense because there's multiple different types of games. And so some of it is like normal bingo, like however many in a row or whatever. Some of it is like, you have to create a shape on the bingo card. Some of it is blackout. So you have to fill all of the squares in the bingo card. It, I mean. Your thing. I mean that. Yeah. But you had like 14 cards. Oh yeah. No, we had so many. There are so many games also. And here's, I am not like a skilled bingo player because I needed to have one bingo sheet in front of me ever. But there were people at our table who had like four and they would play all four of them. And I was like, how can you look at all of those numbers? Like, I just felt like I was going to go cross-eyed at some point. But people get intense about their bingo. They do when you can win a blanket that you can share with somebody. (laughs) It's a great prize. (laughs) Isn't it it to share between two people? Is it big enough to just cut in two? I love it when you share things with somebody you don't live with. Yeah. You're not sharing it. You just gave it to them. (laughs) When I was in my early 20s, like right after I graduated from college, two of my friends and I, who, mind you, they lived together and I did not live with them. The three of us all went in and bought one of those Guitar Hero games. Mm Mm-hmm. But like, I think it's just called the Guitar Hero. Is it? Is it? But we had to buy like the console and. Oh the yeah, game. it was a whole production. It yeah. was a whole thing, so that's why we split it between the three of us because we were, you know, first year, seventh grade teachers. But, but we we had to like share custody because so they would get two weeks and then I would get a week and then they would get two weeks. And I would get a week. Did you have to play by yourself? <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> don't love that i know it was really i need to call kevin up to talk to talk about community again (laughs) i love that they could have just invited you over but instead they're like well here you go (laughs) i know right well we only had one guitar oh (laughs) i know but you could still watch like heckle as you said yeah heckle (laughs) (laughs) or like later on there was rock band and you had like drums and all of that i think you ever play that uh, I did. And actually, I I played it when I was, so I lived in Belfast for a year. And it was really funny because we lived with, I say we because it was me and my friend Susie and then just a bunch of boys. <laughs> and um, I was only there some of the time because I was out doing field work. But the times that I was there, it was like a big discussion about like at one stage they wanted to get the sports channels. But like I was paying rent and paying right. for stuff. And I was like, I, I'm not going to pay for that. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but uh, it got brought up that uh, they were going to get this, that, that uh, Guitar Hero. And I said, well, I might pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, that'll buy yeah. But that's my prime, my prime Guitar Hero days. And I, 
I, Much a, like my tryout for the band, I was not good. <laughs> <laughs> there was a period of time when I was really obsessed with Guitar Hero. And I remember when I finally got all the way through um, Freebird. And Ooh. let me tell you, there is no greater high than like winning Freebird on Guitar Than Freebird. <laughs> But why people yell at all much the time. like They're Chandler like, on Friends afterwards, I couldn't move my hand out of a weird claw position. <laughs> <laughs> the things we do for Freebird, the things we do for Leonard Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I was never. I, 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 yeah, I don't. I mean, you, you heard my position on games. I'm just, it's never been. I mean, same. Except for, like, there's been a couple of times when... I, I feel like this one drew you in. This is, yeah. This one really <laughs> sucked me in because I really wanted to just become a rock star. <laughs> I will That's say you that the drums are way harder. And, and that one I gave up on instantly. I was like, there's never a place where I'm going to be a drummer. <laughs> I don't think I ever saw the drums in action. Like, yeah, it's hard. Drum. There's a pedal and everything. No, that's too much. Yeah. It's too much work. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I'm a failed musician that never got the start. <laughs> I just love the, I will forever remember the phrase. So you play basketball, right? And I said, yeah. And she was like, you should probably keep doing that. <laughs> and that was my tryout for the band. <laughs> this is why I just stayed a groupie. <laughs> I, I mean, but like yeah, I was in middle school I was like you could have let me but I think she just wanted to make sure I had something because <laughs> this was clearly not this it. Is clearly not it yeah <laughs> it's funny because there's two musicians in my family my mom and then my niece Lauren and they're both really skilled but like none of the rest of us got the yeah. gene at all and my mom is real upset about it <laughs> yeah my brother is like a virtuoso like he's an actual yeah. prod- probably like uh, savant or whatever on the guitar he taught himself to play piano just like oh, by himself how like, do you do that we got it we inherited this big ass piano that we had for like a year and he just like sat down and did it we had a piano I, my entire life and i to this you day didn't teach yourself <laughs> i i even took lessons it was oh, yeah. it was not good well he yeah. tried to teach me guitar and i just like eh. I, yeah. you know and i said that's fine like we <laughs> We can have different skills. It's okay. Look, I got I got slammed for this in middle school. I've accepted. (laughs) Leah and I will just be snobby about what music we listen to. Oh, now, right? That's right. Now, now we'll take you down. I was reminiscing with a friend of mine about the one, not the first time at all. uh, How I don't know how to put this in a way that is not legally compromising. (laughs) One of the first times that I gathered together with a group of people and we were uh, communing with each other. That sounds sexy. It's not, that's not (laughs) what I meant. We were, we were having a drink. Let's just say that. We were having a drink. Well, I had participated in the drinking and Tom Petty came on and I was probably like 30 something. And um, (laughs) it was when I was in Scotland and uh, I went on this tirade about Tom Petty. (laughs) Of which, keep in mind, I have not, I like Tom Petty very much, but like, he's not someone that I've had to real ride or die with. But uh, Free Fallen or something came on, and I just was like, oh my 
gosh, <laughs> this is the greatest artist of our lifetime. <laughs> and everyone was just looking at me like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I'm, and I got so into it. I said I wouldn't be friends with people if they didn't <laughs> at that moment tell me that Tom Petty was amazing. That's amazing. I, that's my <laughs> favorite story. <laughs> and, then, and then afterwards, I like was like, Tom Petty? Tom Petty. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think he would have approved. <laughs> it was aggressive. And oh I was, I don't, aggressive is not really my go-to all the time with that particular uh, brand of drinking if we want to call it that but um it was just like straight psychotic breakdown about tom petty so i may not be able to play it but i know when i like it (laughs) yeah same same well hey guys this might not be clear but this is theology on the rocks i just didn't say that so (laughs) if you if you don't know what you're listening to we're supposed to talk about theology while we drink and we're drinking the wrong thing because it's Burns Night, but oh, yeah. of us wanted to drink whiskey today, so uh, we're drinking. I totally forgot about that until you not Burns Night, but that we should be drinking whiskey at all. But you, yeah. you're you can't right I, now. Yeah, she's pregnant, guys. <laughs> you've heard it first here. JK, I have, I have a JK Christie's relatives that are listening. She's not <laughs> very <much> not. <laughs> <laughs> can you yeah. imagine if they just stopped it after that and then just started calling each other it's just like oh my god the drama you know what i wouldn't be surprised because that's <laughs> a fairly common response in our family is to just, like freak out and call all of the other members and not talk to the person i'll just put the description christy is not pregnant <laughs> the one where she's not pregnant the one where christy's not pregnant um yeah, I have an ear infection because I'm eight years old, as long as well as being eighty years old. <laughs> so. She's so complex, guys. <laughs> so complex. So we're drinking <laughs> seltzers. Which seltzer are you drinking? I am drinking Bud Lights. Uh... Oh, she just, it. <laughs> she just opened her. They have a seltzer that's like eight percent. It's a high octane seltzer, and yeah, I, enjoy I haven't it. tried it. Is it good? It is. It's my favorite of the seltzers. However, what I will say is there's always one seltzer and a seltzer pack, which we've, I think, talked about this on the podcast that you don't like. Yeah. And this, there was like a berry, a lime, and then a blood orange. And I was happy with that. Loved them all. They inserted in a pineapple. (laughs) And you don't like pineapple. Well, I will eat a pineapple. Like, I'm not, it's not one of my, like, bad list of food. Right. I did go to the eye doctor today and she was like, oh, like, you know, um, it, your eyes look great. It's, it means, you know, usually that you're eating greens and drinking lots of water. <laughs> and I just sat there. I was like, okay. Leah lied to her eye doctor today. So I did times. not. I didn't lie. She said it. And I just she sat said there. things and you didn't correct her. <laughs> she was like, your eyes look really good. She just kept telling me they looked really good. Thank, thank you very much. But then she would say reasons why they look good, like not being in the sun a lot, and eating greens and drinking water. And I just was like, okay, mm, okay, yeah, yep. I'll wear sunglasses more. And so anyway, <laughs> anyway, so you have uh, the pineapple one. I have a but pineapple's not in the bad list. And uh, but the, as a seltzer, eh, uh, it's a bit heartburny. I will say. Oh, I, I drink cool. it. I drink yeah, it. Yeah, that's fair. My my least favorite is mango. 
and there's always mango. I feel like that's yeah. adjacent to this. Like it would be heartburny to me probably too. I just I don't like mango. I don't like mango flavored things. I don't like mango itself as a fruit. I don't know why. I just I don't find it. <laughs> F you mango. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. Um, but I uh I have, but do you gotta, like avocado? Because then you can still have your millennial kernel. Yes, I do. I, I got a like a giant um, black cherry white claw, so I'm so sweet. Excited. Yeah, and also I will say it wasn't just because Christy's pregnant that we're doing this. Ooh. Oh, I did it again! Oh my yeah. god, I just spilled it all down my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, she has an ear infection. Quit being dramatic. Hey, okay. um, I'm soaking. It's fine. <laughs> It was my first sip, too. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, But it was also because I saw on the interwebs, um, it was something about a girl uh, who was doing dry January, but she decided that seltzers were okay. And it was like her, like, her, her, like, theses on the wall about why it was okay. And I mean, ultimately, I would say there's alcohol in it, so... I guess, but you know, everyone do your own thing. I don't give a flying. I've never done, I've never done it, but I will say Christy and I then got into a discussion. So that, that's why we're doing seltzers because yeah. that girl who was just like, <laughs> it's an RMI 99 thesis is right here. <laughs> and, but never once did she address that there was alcohol in it. <laughs> I have I heard of was this like, before though. People doing dry January, but having like a really weird exception. Like, yeah. Or somebody was like, you can only drink clear alcohol. And I was like, yes, that, I've done that. <laughs> that is like the worst of the alcohols. So. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend who did it on the weekends. Here's what I'll say. You know, your aunties, whatever works for you. And yeah. if you want to do it, we support you. Yeah. It was more just how intense she was about <laughs> defending it. That made me take notice. Like if she just been like, Hey, this is my exception. I would have been like, okay, cool. Whatever you do. But like, you know, good for you for, yeah. for all the rest. But she just she was, was like, like, no, let here, me write a thesis about this. <laughs> here is my defense. Screw your prosecution. The end. Goodbye. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's also fine. So she clearly gotten some slack for it. Yeah. Clearly. And uh, anyway, we just decided to go with, yeah. with the we seltzer just, in we honor really of this, girl. this whole concept. So seltzer is tonight. And and also griping is tonight is what we're <laughs> well and i think it segues really well because yeah. one of the things christy and i because as we were talking about what we were drinking i said you know doing dry january is is the thing because it's january yeah and in north carolina it's been raining for the past three days straight and when i say straight i mean it hasn't stopped <laughs> at all and um it's terrible if you have dogs i mean it's even worse but like it's January, nothing right. good happens minus MLK Day, which you know uh, is great. But like then it's just January. It's just January. January is just it's it's the month we should just all take off and we should stay home and not have like responsibilities really. And I, I don't want to leave the house ever again. Like none of us can actually do those things because late stage capitalism. But like that's what should <laughs> be happening because we are all at our worst in January. I and saw can... something that was like, "Why is the new year in January?" Because it's the 
it's the worst time. Like we're exhausted from the holidays. It's the yep. middle of winter and like none of us want to do anything. We just nice. want to stay home and it's always gross outside. It's, it's always gross. And it's also just like, you know, they want you to make all these like resolutions that involve yeah, don't do me. that in January. Do that in July. Yeah. <laughs> Your two aunties love July. We, we are fully right? endorsing of July. Like I want to be a new person in July. I'm like me too. happy and optimistic and I have good feelings about life in July. That's 100%. when I should start my resolutions or like try new things. In January? No. No. I wish, I wish Seltzer Girl had just said one of her theses being it's January. And I would have been like, yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> like, I, I, I agree. And like, if you're doing dry, dry January, good. Yes. Keep it solid. up. You're doing, you're doing good work. Your, your liver's happy, but man, and it gets dark. It gets if you're dark. in the Scottish regions, whew. it's just dark all the time. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I just feel like, this month is also 7,000 days long. It just Tell this story about your student. Oh, my gosh. I that was so, <laughs> so not one, not two, several students <laughs> have, and we're in week, we just finished week two. So this is the, the very beginning of the semester. And several students have come up to me in a sheer panic, like sweat-induced panic. And... They have said, oh, my God, I just realized that this assignment is due today. And I was like, what assignment would I make due week one, week two? <laughs> and they, monster. they'll point to it and they'll be like, look, our first paper is due today. And I'm like, that is the most unreasonable thing I could ever think to do in a class, firstly. But like, no, it's not. But then they insist. They're like, see, it says the 19th or the 23rd or whatever. And then I realized that they were pointing to something as due in February. But, yep. but it's been January for so long that we actually now think it's <laughs> so February. And so they're like, today is the 19th and, and that's the 19th and it must be February because it's been one million years. And I'm like, we're on January 55. It's still January. <laughs> I, I know like January is always hard. And especially like, I think, I don't know if you feel this way, but starting out spring semester is always worse than starting fall semester too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you're just mm -hmm. already like, I don't know if I can like drag. Well, and the it. idea that Christmas is a break. Yeah. Is, is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You don't get a break. You like, you're busy, you know, but then like somehow this January, this semester, it just feels like everyone is even worse. Like <laughs> we're all, we're all just like, wandering aimlessly and like not sure what is up or down just waiting for february <laughs> just like it's not february 19th and i'm like no <laughs> although i have a book due in april so it can be it can keep being january for some time <laughs> i'm not gonna lie you're like please don't make it february as soon as it hits february i'm gonna be like no because <laughs> it's not like february the sun comes out and it's like oh i'm back again Right, no, February. Maybe in Florida, but not here. So yeah, I mean, it's still, it's still. Florida winter is weird because it's like sometimes it actually gets Florida cold. I say Florida cold because, like, temperature wise, it's still a lot warmer than everywhere else, but it feels cold, and all the Floridians are like in parkas and stuff. But like, sometimes <laughs> it's eighty. 
and you're and it's like, like 60 oh, degrees now I'm in Florida again and it's very confusing and I don't really know what to do about it. I mean, enjoy it. <laughs> I do enjoy. Yeah. Cause like my friends in Colorado are like, it's negative 12. And I'm like, oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> I'm somewhere in the middle, but lean more towards you than that. Cause that sounds insane. <laughs> it was, it was 70 today. And despite the torrential downpour, and I was like, okay, I yeah. can live, I can yeah. live through this, but at least it's not freezing. So but. January, we decided on this podcast, there was a lot of things that we noticed that we kept talking to each other about that were gripes and complaints. <laughs> <laughs> some of them theologically leaning, some yeah. of them a- academic leaning, some of them simply pop culture leaning, but yeah. we thought because you are our audience and we uh you're our friends that we were gonna drink eight percent seltzer and <laughs> tell you what we're pissed off of because it's January <laughs> and then next week we'll go back. We'll go back to the delightfulness of ourselves and the opposite. I mean I still think the gripes will be delightful. They are we're always delightful no matter what but <laughs> I'm like the hype man over here. Um, who is the guy with the clock around his neck? Flavor Flav? Flavor Flav. I'm the Flavor Flav of our group. Who'd have thought? <laughs> well, cheers, Christy, to the cheers, seltzer. Cheers to the seltzer and to the griping. What is your first uh, gripe that you want to bring up? My first gripe that I am reading about uh, Christian nationalism right now, you'd think, but that's not my first gripe. <laughs> <laughs> my first gripe is um, so a thing that's been happening. I'm trying to be very careful about. Uh, previous institutions I've worked to not getting sued. So what I will say is that um, (laughs) I have a very similar situation at my previous institution to what is being described. So we will leave it at that. So what I'm going to describe is uh, closures of humanities slash arts and science departments, uh, which sometimes hold the same subjects. And it happened in West Virginia. Well, actually, let me back up. It, It happened at a uh, where they shut down an entire HBCU, which stands for Historically Black College or University, in mm-hmm. um, North Carolina. And it was a really big deal because it was post-COVID. It wasn't making a lot of money. I can't remember the name of it right now, which is a shame, but I'll find it and put it up. Yeah. And all these celebrities came out to try to help um, predominantly African-American celebrities to try to yeah. keep it going. And it shut, and they when they talked about why it shut, it was financial. And so that was a liberal arts school, and I was like, you know, that's the thing that happens. It's tough because uh, liberal arts schools, you know, I've worked for state schools and liberal arts schools. Yes, they have to, they have to make money. Like it's they do. and it's and, hard for the liberal arts schools unless they have like historical endowments <laughs> and stuff like that. Huh. Yes, the endowments are what keeps it afloat when things. Yes. Like numbers are always going to dip up and down, but like the endowments are kind of what balances it all out. So if you yeah. don't have those endowments, you don't have that. The, the state schools at least, oh, the seltzers hit me. Oh. <laughs> um, the state schools at least have the state to kind of balance them where endowments yeah, maybe yeah. don't hit the same way. But here's what's happening now. And this is sort of as someone who keeps up with higher ed is that, um, now the state schools are kind of going down the drought. And so one of the first ones I heard was West Virginia. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And most recently this week and last week, I will say UNC, which is in the UNC system, uh, Greensboro, 
mm-hmm. uh, they are shutting down programs in it's they they have a list um but they i don't think they've named them as of yet but they've had their head of arts and sciences resign who was in anthropology today or yesterday but anyway and resign because of just like this sort of injustice that's happening because yeah. what happens is that you get this hierarchy of and those of you going into higher ed need to know this like whether you're at a state school or not you get anywhere yeah you get like you have your dean that's maybe over your subject then you maybe have a dean that's over a wider college and then you get some admin maybe up up and about and then you get a provost which is kind of like a vp you can correct me christy any stage a president who is a is a figure but is also there to kind of raise money and do stuff like that and then you get the board of trustees and the board of trustees are really like the end all be all because they are are the ones who um they make a lot more decisions than i think we all understand yes um, or especially the wider public understands and the amount of control the board of trustees has over universities and colleges I, I personally think is kind of concerning because they aren't necessarily qualified to make those decisions. No, the, no, no. And I can say I have, I've looked at the the makeup of of several board of trustees and they, and it's not that they're incapable people. They're usually, they're usually very successful people. people. They're usually business people though. And so the idea is that they're going to run the school like a business, which is not, I think fundamentally how schools should be run to begin with. And I I do want to say, and again, like we are speaking in pretty broad terms right now. Sometimes boards are doing really important work and sometimes they have a level of, of um, kind of accountability and things like that, that are really good and solid. And so you have a really good board of trustees that is doing what a board of trustees should be doing. Um, which is like making sure that there's not like a dictatorship going on at the school, you know? Right. But sometimes it's like, again, like I said, like they, we get into this mindset, like a school should be a for-profit business model instead of an educational system. Like it actually should be. And, and that's when it starts to run into these like, okay, well this department isn't profitable. So we're going to cut it. That's right. Yeah. And, and, but I think the business people are running it the way that, and, and as I said, a lot of them are very successful local business people, but mm-hmm. they're running it like a business. And what ends up happening is not only the sort of idealistic version of education, but also the logistical, logistical stuff. Like at one of these institutions that I'd looked at, they cut chemistry because it only had a few, they were basing on majors. Mm-hmm. It didn't have a lot of majors. Well, they had to bring chemistry back because they, they let the guy, the, I don't know if it was a guy or a girl, they let the person go yeah. and then they had to bring the person back because they realized that, Hey, you know, who has to take chemistry nurses. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of our biggest majors. Yeah. Understanding how departments work together. And this is why it's so important for us to think about education outside of a business mindset. Like we've gotten so not to say it again, but like late stage capitalism is really not doing us any favors. Like we've gotten your word, your word of the day, (laughs) your word of the day here. We've gotten so focused on whether stuff makes money 
that we've lost any kind of sense of like, what is value that what what things hold value that aren't necessarily profit or also how do things work in a more foundational kind of way and so like yeah if we cut programs like english or like that chemistry program or whatever and you don't think it passed you know the budget to realize like oh everyone needs to learn how to read and write in ways that are communicating important ideas and and oftentimes those are things that are specific um to departments or to majors or whatever but the english department is still doing the bulk of that work mm-hmm. and even though they might not have as many majors that doesn't mean they're not teaching students especially because it's usually a gen ed you know that's right yeah and so and, I- and then like you said like the chemistry is gonna be something that other students other majors have to take So you can't just take into account like how many chemistry majors are there. You also think about like, okay, so how many students are these teachers actually teaching? Um, And, and how do we understand those kinds of like interconnections, you know? Yeah. Like I have a friend who teaches math, um, which uh, is oftentimes actually at Greensboro um, is one of the ones they think is going to get cut. But then you need, to take math to do the STEM stuff, which yeah. they're investing in. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you don't see value in and then, math as a subject, but like you're you're promoting medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what ends up happening, and this is another whole horrible issue, is that they just start getting a bunch of adjuncts to teach these yep. classes. And let me just tell you what it's like to be an adjunct, because I think we have old, outdated understandings of professors at colleges and universities that it's like this well-paying cushy job and it's not anywhere generally but when you're an adjunct you're getting paid like um you know I think averages around three thousand per semester I mean that's pretty good for and that's higher than I know at several institutions so if you're only doing one class I guess Um, but if you get if so if you get one class um, and you're going to get $3,000 for that semester, which is like four months, you know, um, and that is not enough money to survive, you know, no. so now you have to cobble together enough adjunct positions. And usually what ends up happening is that, that person is going to be working at multiple institutions teaching, you know, uh, six or seven or eight classes per semester driving between places so they can't have office hours. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to cut all sorts of work they would be doing with students because they don't have the time or the bandwidth for it. Um, and then you end up with people who have- And they, str- they struggle. Like they struggle. And it, that at the institutions I've been to have struggled and it's not their fault. It's not their fault. And it's a really terrible setup um, that's hurting professors. It's hurting students. It's hurting the-, the whole entire community because what a professor's job is should be that we have enough time and bandwidth to meet with students to like be on campus for questions and things like that or um you know available in some way but and also this is, by the way not to adjunct shame because christy and i have both oh no this, of our own this is very pro adjunct <laughs> because this is not we, we both we both are adjuncting alongside our main yeah 
Um, yeah, we both and and I have I've been an adjunct for like ten years now on on yeah. top of so. But like you just don't you don't have time to do the things that you yeah. would do if you were a full time employed professor and um and then you have to start cutting things that are really important and one of the other things you're cutting usually is continuing to stay up in your field and so then yeah. you start falling behind in what's going on and and then you become less and less employable full time because you aren't up on stuff you haven't yep. been. And it's just like this really horrific cycle. And again, what you're getting then is a less education and the students are suffering. The people are suffering. Like it's just, and all, you're being used and you're being like, used. And it's all because the college is like, Oh, you know, there's not enough majors for this, even though we need to have the classes. Yeah. And UNCG that's, they have a list of, um, stuff they're cutting and it looks like they're cutting based on majors numbers yeah. which um you know uh is uh, you know the a lot like the the names that i've seen i i don't think they have a definitive list as no i don't day. think it's been decided yet and i will say too we posted this on our instagram yesterday but there is a petition to set to mm -hmm. um save the religion department um which i'll yeah. get into in a second why i think that's particularly important but we'll put it the link for that petition on this podcast as well um because yeah it just and i think it's shocking too this is what shocks me one that is in my state and actually i've had friends that i worked with at glasgow that were strong advocates of uncg and friends who went to uncg yeah and it's like you know um it's a state school so you say and and hear me out because i've been on uh financial boards and stuff because i was head of department for a while i don't i'm logical when it comes to money and numbers i get that you have to to do that but i think there's more creative ways than just cutting stuff yes. and also the what i've experienced in my career from board of trustees um and this is my experience is that they they off because it's not their full-time job most people are just doing this volunteer mm -hmm. so it's like you know, they don't maybe keep up to date with what's happening and the numbers and what's not doing well until it's too late. Yep. And then when it's too late, they just start slicing. They just start cutting. Yeah. Slashing. What's not pro quote productive. Yep. And that's what we're seeing. And I, the, yeah, there is a danger because this is not just like a DeSantis, like whatever thing of, you know, censoring. This is just a loss of just entire departments. And the like, loss of the work that they're doing, but it's also, and I think this is the other main thing that I, I really want to stress is that it's not just that we're like, oh, we're religion professors, so we want jobs for ourselves or whatever, but like, it's also that. I mean, it is that too. <laughs> like, <laughs> Greensboro is not that far away. Um, <laughs> but like, primarily, I think that there's an incredible danger that's happening in how much we have devalued the humanities as our, in our mm. society um, in general and religion even more specifically because um, it's really damaging to tell students or to tell people in general that the only thing you're getting from a college degree is a job. Yep. The, it's it's um, really damaging to say that the only priority you should be getting from a college degree is to get some kind of a job because there's an amount of learning, um, not just learning facts or learning skills or whatever that's happening, but it's also learning 
how to think critically, uh-huh. how to um, consume uh, information. So like when you're reading news reports or Facebook posts or, you know, hearing TikToks or whatever that you can think critically, like, is this uh, true? Is it, is, is this, you know, maybe clickbait or whatever um, so that you can spot and avoid lies and other things that, you know, propaganda. And see things in like a 360 way. 365 way like. it, yeah. And it helps us to learn how to communicate well. It helps us to learn history and um, how to understand people that we won't encounter. Otherwise, you know, it helps us and like religion. There's so much about our world that is directly involved with religious conversation, either political movements that are about religion or, um, you know, again, uh, what's going on in Palestine right now has a lot to do with religion. Um, yep. And other parts of the world have these big events happening religiously. America is an incredibly religious nation that doesn't know a lot about religion and that's so dangerous mm-hmm. and we we need to emphasize religious literacy um i was just talking about this in class today so i'm a little like i was gonna say I, you I, like preach as <laughs> if you can see me I, i'm waving my preach hand right like we need to know what religions actually are what they teach we need to be able to identify like when a person is Sikh versus Muslim or what it means to talk about fundamentalism in religion. Um, All of those conversations would be for the betterment of society so that we don't fall into fascism or horrible other kinds of, you know, um, dictatorships or whatever. But we, we've been saying for 20, however years that the only valuable degrees at college are STEM degrees. And that if you get an English major degree, you're going to be working at McDonald's, which is a (laughs) whole other, you know, like it's (laughs) just, it's, but it's also some society. I agree with you completely, but I think like my husband Stuart's in IT and I mean, Mm -hmm. there is an art. It's not just about what the young people see as value. It's what society has put value. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is true. Like, that there are some degrees that will lead to um, either more stable or more financially viable jobs than others. But I, I just wish that we could have a better understanding of why, like an English major doesn't have to become a teacher. Right. You can go into mm-hmm. business as an English major because you can yeah. learn skills at your job, you know? Uh, yep. And you can, you can maybe do English and computer science and, and then go into IT, but now you're better at communicating. Mm-hmm. Um, I read an article, I can't remember where it was, but it was talking about how the humanities really help with cybersecurity because people who've studied the humanities are better able to identify um, cybersecurity risks and things like that. Mm. And it's like, yeah, like we actually would be better at all of these other good jobs if we also emphasized these classes and maybe you don't even have to major in them, but you should be able to take them, you know, it would be like easy access to a liberal arts degree where you're going to get a major in computer information or whatever, 
but you're going to also take English and religion and all these other classes that actually do help. And for now, that's at a lot of places you can, but that's, but that's not, going but, but we're seeing, yeah, we're seeing it kind of disappear. Yeah. And I, I think that you're right is that you need, it's not just getting a pamphlet that says, here's all the jobs you can have as a religion major. It's actually changing society and yeah. saying, which sounds lofty, but I'm not lofty at all. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, absolutely. Being like, you can, you can be a, you know, a border control agent or a mm-hmm. federal FBI person. If you have a degree in, I don't know, like uh, anthropology yeah. or even, you know, religion, because you have an understanding because you took these humanities yeah. courses about what humanity is about how mm-hmm. they act. You probably took some psych classes, yep. like you, you know, understand see, cultural norms you understand better. Exactly, norm difference. Why is this person behaving the way they are? Is it because they are a certain religion? You know, not just because they're sketchy as whatever. Yeah. So um, I'm really trying today to not curse. I've been cursing. <laughs> I know. We're very. <laughs> I I noticed that last night I said the F word like 15 times and I'm not like a super cursor, but it was like, just like it came out and it just felt like it needed to be there. Yeah, <laughs> so I know it's, it punctuate, you know, it's uh, what a sign of intelligence of people who curse more or something. Um, I mean, I don't know, but I think, my, it's, but yeah, my undergrad advisor so. posts this article probably twice a year because she curses all the time. And it's one of my favorite things about her, but she's always like, see, <laughs> I mean, I do think it's sort of a, a, a sloppy fill-in word, but I think it, it's like a sloppy fill-in word that really emphasizes something. Yeah. <laughs> and my favorite word of choice is, is uh, the F word. So I'm just like, can you believe that F and blah, 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 yep. the F thing? So it's like, instead of saying, um, it's just like, really? Yep. Really? I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> that's what my liberal arts degree got me, guys. Um. But yeah, so that's my my gripe, and yeah, I, uh, I hate seeing it. These state schools, it really bothers me because you're cutting things like history and you're cutting things like English, and it's like you know, is AI or ChatGPT going to replace you being able to write something? I, I mean, maybe, but like, it's not going to be able to insert history in your brain so that you know when we're repeating it, right? I, that's the thing. It's like we would be in such a better position to identify when stuff is AI, you know, or we would be able to identify when stuff is just flat out wrong. If we had the critical thinking skills that come with human. And to use it in a way that is productive because you probably can. I mean, I haven't, but heck if it'll write me a resume. Well, I, well <laughs> and I, I mean, there is really great. Our friend Susie just sent us, her brother did like a chat. Oh TV yeah. Poems so for um, Burns night. And so one of them is, is about iron brew and it was really <laughs> creative and fun but like like I think there's plenty of good uses for those things but I also think that we need to be able to say like enough is enough or yeah. here are the dangers it's like that poster which is one of my favorites but it's like uh science can tell us how to clone a t-rex they can, mm-hmm. can tell us why that's a bad idea yep <laughs> It's fantastic. I've, I've seen it on so many doors. It's so great. I love it so much. Um, I just think, again, and like, I, I'm so appreciative for the science people, my, my science friends, like, please don't hear me being critical of science. I think it's so important. I think the IT is so important. I depend on IT people immensely. Mm. Um, I think that all of these fields are really important, but I think that ultimately, everyone regardless of what field you're going into 
benefits from the humanities being uplifted and supported and not cut. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there's questions that even Stuart has brought me about IT where he doesn't understand. And I'm like, oh, well, that sounds like that probably is because of X, Y, and Z. Because yeah. it's a humanities question. Yeah. It's not an IT question. And so I, I think there is, you know, and absolutely we're not trust my mom's a nurse and my husband's an IT. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we are and my dad's a, <laughs> has an MBA. So and like I, I we like we're we're surrounded by it. It's surrounded not by like, it. And I love all those people. And I even also would advocate for like like you know if you're going to trade school that you have some ability to take humanities courses like yeah. I think I just like generally I wish that we would realize how important they are get back to old school ways of thinking and be like the the pinnacle of study the most important part of education is what's going on in humanities. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember when I was at my previous institution, the nurses came to the religion department and said, could you do a class on like bedside? Manner? Yeah. Yeah. Like how to, how to interact. And it wasn't necessarily religious bedside manner. It was just like compassion oh, like, and pa- yeah. pastoral, pastoral how, care. Like, how, to, even how to be more pastoral people. I yeah. A lot of my students are going to healthcare and, I talk to them all the time. Like you're going to encounter people who have, you know, specific religious requirements um, or feelings about procedures. And like, if you're able to understand and have compassion for those things, you're going to be so much better with your patients. Yeah. Not just that, you know, all of those facts, but you're just like aware of how religion impacts people, you know? Yeah. I mean, like I was a chaplain in a hospital and it was such an interesting kind of case study and what we've been talking about which yeah. is like the anytime there was something emotional that happened yeah the doctors and this is not all doctors I should say but some doctors would call me and they were like that they're they're getting emotional <laughs> and I was like <laughs> are they getting emotional and they'd be like Muslim or something and I would be like so they're just emotional yeah they're just emotional <laughs> they're, 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 fe- they're, they're feeling things they're having you ex- a feeling <laughs> you exited stage right yeah. real fast <laughs> and it would be like and then the social worker would show up and we'd be like he and she'd be like he just said they had feelings and I was like okay <laughs> we're going in because <laughs> there's feelings involved so um and I will say like it, that's not 100% and the nurses are actually I think very good at having been in the hospital very recently. Their, their bedside manner was yeah, amazing, but like here. they're learning, they're learning good. But yeah. So, but, but as a chaplain, it was a, a good example of that where they were just yeah. like, well, they're crying. <laughs> and I, don't, I, can't, I can't fix crying. <laughs> so I'd be like, okay, like what religion are they? Don't know. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Social worker comes up. Is there some problem that I need to investigate? Not sure. They're crying. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, so you just go on to the next thing and we'll go in here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wait, Christy, okay, let's let we'll we'll put a bow on it there. Because you need to tell me what your gripe is. Oh yes, my gripe. Okay, so my gripe is <laughs> um it's <laughs> so I don't know how to transition from my fury about Maybe. I know. I feel like this it's is, fine. I thought I was griping about it, but I think this is maybe Christie's gripe. I think, I think this is like a very mutual gripe. Um, but no, yeah. so my gripe today is the Oscars. 
Yeah. And I want to say a few things because the Oscars in general <laughs> Take it away. are terrible. It's just like the whole thing is I, – so I was on threads. Why do you think it's terrible though? I'm gonna... Well, this is – I'm going to explain it. I was on threads okay. the other day. And this is like <laughs> – You answered like a professor. Just... <laughs> I Sorry. I literally <laughs> – I stopped teaching. I came home. I stopped teaching. I went to the pharmacy to pick up my medication. It makes me laugh. my white cloth. I bought all of it together. <laughs> I hope it was something like anti-anxiety. And then I um, <laughs> I came home. So I'm still like, but you're fine. I recognize it. That's why. So I was on threads because if you don't know, we do have a threads account. Theology I didn't Rock. know. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I've given up on uh, formal Twitter because it's accessible. But um, I saw this thread about how the Academy for the Oscars is set up. And it was like, it's just, it was like the epitome of continued systemic racism happening. Um, because it's like, here's how much percent is like still white. And they give these kind of nods to women and people of color so that they can say like, look, we're so diverse, but like genuinely it's, it's just still not. Um, but like, it also, it's just, it feels like there are certain things that they look for and then there's other stuff that they're like that is clearly too popular and therefore it must be trash so we can't give it an oscar which is which is funny because oppenheimer is nominated for a bunch oppenheimer well the oppenheimer fits all of their boxes like it's no i know it's just it was popular like, so. exactly yeah well it was popular yeah but um they're it's not pop pop not pop pop it's like the you know it's the historical drama white boy intelligent popular there you go mm -hmm. <laughs> but like and i'm you <laughs> I like know that you this, said it real real fast <laughs> so you know this about me i don't really like marvel movies or superhero movies or anything like that i'm not what? really into it um but and so like this is not me being like marvel movies deserve an oscar but like just because they're marvel movies doesn't mean that there's not artistic value there but yeah. obviously I'm also talking about Barbie because that's one of the like kind of shining examples. And for Barbie, um, America Ferreira was nominated, which is amazing. And I'm so happy about that. Mm -hmm. but she did an amazing job. And Ryan Gosling was nominated, which honestly I think is great because it's kind of hilarious that his, yeah. <laughs> his but also he he was great like, he was I, great I give, like, I give him full I, credit like i mean truly great. no one else could have done that role and to take on that being who you are being and being secure enough to take yeah that on and is... like the way he's dealt with everything post you know like all the hype and everything and then also his like comments about all of this but like to not Christy nominate... knows that he's not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Leah and I have very different uh, opinions, but Rango. but on this on I this weekend him. on this we can agree. But to not nominate Greta Gerwig is oh my absolutely mind blowing to me. Like, how... did she get nominated for Little Women? No. Oh lord! And this is the thing. So she did Lady Bird, which was amazing. yeah, that was. Really I love good. Lady Bird so much. Lady okay. Bird. Excuse me. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. The seltzers hit. hit the seltzers hit and, and the hype. Okay. So Ladybird is fantastic. Christy is also up on a pedestal right now. Uh, your pedestal is high. It it's is amazing. so high right now. 
Um, and then Little Women, her Little Women was amazing. I I have a whole thesis I could talk about her Little Women version. It was fantastic. But she did the indie movie with Lady Bird. She did the adaptation of a historical novel. These are both like Oscar darlings, right? Mm-hmm. Neither of them get nominated. And then she does this um, like incredible blockbuster. And not mm-hmm. only do they decide to make it an adaptation screenplay, which is nonsense to me, but they also don't nominate her for director. I was just like, why was the adaptation? Because it came from a, the doll. A doll. It's not yeah. an adaptation. She there was a doll <laughs> that existed, and she created an entire story and world about it. Right. Like, yeah. how is this an adaptation? But yeah, it just I don't know. It just really feels like. So who is no? I actually will confess that I haven't looked at who's nominated officially. I've just looked at the controversies. Honestly, but I'm guessing it's Scorsese and Christopher Scorsese, Nolan. Obviously, yeah. Um, Christopher Nolan. I don't know yeah. who the others are. I know there's those two. No, I, I think know. should should be in there. But I like... will. I will also say there are there are two nominations that I really feel like are important to highlight, and one of them is the first um, Native American. Uh, they were nominated for something, and I, I don't know which category it is. Oh, it was um, the it's the supporting actress. It's the girl who's in the one with Scorsese, the Moon, the moon Oh yeah, that one. Wrote, yeah, uh, and the Moonflower. Like, yeah. Love that because she won the gold. She won the Golden Globe. She She's did. the first yeah. Native person to win, at least Native woman. No, I think it was first Native person to it's, win the Golden first Native, Globe. Native person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Again, so happy for America Ferreira, but like. Oh, I just, I, I've seen so many memes, like, this is exactly what the Barbie, Ken got nominated and not Barbie, this is exactly what the Barbie movie is about. <laughs> yeah, so it's Martin Scorsese, Christopher Nolan, okay. I don't know who these other people are, if I'm being very honest with you. Is it my, is Miyazaki in there? Because he won for the animated, no, the rent, the boy in the run. Okay. Justine Triet, Anatomy of a Fall. I don't know anything about that. That one won at Golden Globes. I watched the Golden Globes, so yeah. You, uh, that helps, yeah. Poor Things it, was nominated for the directing. Okay, yeah. I, I want to see that movie. It looks interesting. I do, too. Uh, I do, too. Yeah. And then Jonathan Glazer for Zone of Interest. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that, but, like, I never... <laughs> I'm not... But one of the I'm things, not hip with the... I'm not hip with the movies. Because I'm not. I'm, it's... I haven't I'm had a great couple of months, so I haven't been paying attention to things, but... Um, the anatomy of a fall won some stuff, and also um, poor things won some stuff. Yeah, and um, Emma Stone won for that as well. But it is a thing that I keep talking about with a lot of people is that we have this kind of notion of some stuff being um, not worth or not valuable just because it's popular. And I used to be this like massive contrarian. Anything that was too popular, I immediately hated. So. <laughs> Let me just start out. Being a hipster. (laughs) Yes. I I was too. I can laugh because I was. (laughs) I am a reformed contrarian. Uh, I am still a hipster. It's fine. Except on some things that Christy and I don't agree on. (laughs) (laughs) And then we both both revert back to hips. Like Ryan Gosling. I mean, I'm still a hipster. That's that's a part of me that will never go away. Uh, But I have a whole corner of my... Um, house that's dedicated to records and vinyls. So. There you go. Me, t- <laughs> me, me too. That's why we're friends. <laughs> um, but like, I just I think that sometimes when we start saying that stuff is popular, so it must be trash. Like, it it's just snobbery, you know. 
But do you think it was popular or I thought it was more the the message oh i'm sure it's all of it like i'm yeah sure i was i thought it would be more like the female i just think that it. they're mad that it got so popular honestly like well it, the whatever what was the movie the silence that could have been the freedom silence of freedom oh geez that thing i don't know i didn't watch it <laughs> no, no um <laughs> but i'm going to watch it actually because i did get called out the other day for being being a contrarian about sort of that world and i'm gonna watch it okay well you i'll, I'll tell you about it. you tell us about it <laughs> um but yeah because i again and this is part of my like in re, my reform contrarianness one of the other things that i've started doing more recently is trying to read more like popular level um books stuff mm-hmm. that's just for fun instead of like being like oh it can only read what I would read in an English class, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's interesting to think about how much value comes out of those things. And and then yeah. we, we call them like guilty pleasures or whatever. Beach books. They can actually be significant. And honestly, we should probably pay attention to them because more people consume that stuff mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. the snobby things that we do. And yeah. so that's my Oscar rant. Yeah, I I am inter- I I'm I am interested that your perspective is that it's because of the popular thing because I just read it as being completely just misogynistic. misogynistic. I mean, I think that's yeah. I think it's both things really. Yeah, yeah, I think you're 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 right, and that's right. why I'm I was interested to hear your opinion because yeah. I think you are right, and um, they do tend to take themselves quite seriously, <laughs> probably a little too seriously, but I mean. I will be interested. Here's what I will be interested in is that if let's say if, cause I don't know who's nominated against Ryan Gosling wins or even America Ferreira, who I, I thought did a great job. Oh, she's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if they win, if they will accept the award, because actually I think that would be quite telling. And I, I wouldn't want to like diminish anyone's ability to celebrate this highest award, but Especially with Ryan Gosling, because he came out with that that sort of statement, yeah, that there would be no Barbie without. Uh, I think Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig. Yeah, it's in America Ferrera. I don't know if she's put out a statement. I haven't read it, but she has she, said some things, and her, okay. hers was also a very same vein of like they were brilliant, blah, blah blah, you know that kind of stuff. I feel bad for, um, for her because people keep forgetting that she was nominated, and so they say incorrectly like ken was nominated but no women uh uh-huh. something okay. and i'm like we need we need to get- i wonder why they nominated her and not i mean i should adore her i adore like, her but like yeah I, but she's not the title character i don't it's it is confusing because it's literally barbie and barbie it's called barbie. barbie yeah <laughs> and but but also like it was do you think it was just like a um like a little carrot just to be like yes. oh I do. Okay. Okay. So he's up again. He's an actor in a supporting role, and he's okay. up against Sterling K. Brown in American Fiction, which I also did not know about. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Robert De Niro, Robert Downey oh. Jr., and oh. Mark Ruffalo. Ryan's not winning. Like, no, he's. 
Although I did predict very wrongly the college football <laughs> championship. I would predict Robert Downey Jr. He won the Golden Globe, I think, for that. Did he? For, for Oppenheimer, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he did a really good job in Oppenheimer. He did. He Again, did. I haven't seen any of the others, so I can't comment on that. But um, I, I would be more curious to see what Ryan would do if he won, which he's not going to, but if he won, I think America Fair will just be like, yes, I'm accepting this, which she should. Well, and it sucks because, yeah, that's the, it, it's it, I'm of two minds because I'm like, it clearly is such an injustice. But then you you're nominated. I know. Right. You know? And really you're like, hard. and I want her to and I want, I want him her to win on, and him too. like, Same. but then no. I, I also um, that like, I don't want to diminish their role. I just want to add other people. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, but you know what? I need, I haven't seen it. I keep meaning to go and I might be, t- I might have missed my chance, but the color mm-hmm. purple, because Danielle Brooke oh, yeah. nominated for the color purple for actress in the supporting role. Yeah. I think she, she won the golden globe and then Emma Stone won for, um, poor things lead. lead. Yeah. yeah I think lead. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, if I remember correctly and don't hold me to that. But I think she did one for Oh, no, because Lily Gladstone won for... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Lily Gladstone, yes. That's the native... That's the native, native one, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it's just... Oh, but they have... At Golden Globes, they have drama... They oh. have categories. Oh, so I think it was that's com- true. musical. Yeah, I think so it was weren't musical. weren't up against each other. Okay. That's right, yeah. So um, I think she did win for that, yeah. I didn't look, but I... Is is I'm just Ken nominated for song? Um. Well, didn't he have a? Didn't he have thoughts about that? It is. Or was it a Golden Globe? I don't remember. He had. I'm just Ken was nominated. He they won the Golden Globe. I desperately need for them to have a I'm just Ken performance at the Oscars. Like, I. I think that would be the only reason I would watch. I saw an interview on the Tickery Talks where he talked about that, and he was just like, "Well, they haven't asked me." I know, but that was before I got nominated, and they usually do have them. Um, but there, I don't are, think I wonder. Well, will he do that? There are two Barbie songs nominated for music. Is it Dua Lipa? No, Billie Eilish. No, it's Billie Eilish. Oh Billie my God, that song just. If I hear that song on a TikTok or something, I'm like, I can't listen to whatever's happening. I'm just like, I don't know. There's going to be a sad dog or something. And I just am like, nope, I'm out. I'm out. And seeing her on SNL. uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, she's such a talent. What a talent. She did a great job. Also, I don't know if you've heard her talk about like the specifics of how she sings the song, but like, she talks about like the fact, like the way she sings it, that like kind of breathy, um, mm-hmm. soft mm-hmm. is like very intentional. And it was really interesting to hear her talk about it because I never really thought about it before. Um, well, you know what? Here's what I think about the whole thing, Christy. Fuck the patriarch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, agreed. Same. I'm- I mean, it sucks. Like, I just, I, I hate it. Like, yeah. Here's the deal. I think Margot Robbie was amazing. If she'd gotten snubbed though, and Greta Gerwig had gotten nominated, I wouldn't feel. I wouldn't be that mad about it. No, because I think I'm, she's cool with. I think Margot Robbie's gonna. She's gonna be fine. She's gonna be fine, and I think I am mad know, about it for Greta. Like I'm mad about it. 
I'm mad about it for Greta too because I think she's one of the things about the Oscars that they always say is you have to earn your stripes, right? Like you have to do several things to prove that you're just not a one-time. Yeah, but she has, and that's the- I know that's what I'm saying. Like, and it's like she's checked every box they could possibly given, and I yep. just it makes me so mad, especially because I think, I mean, ultimately, if I was to say like, especially because you and I have not even heard of that, that one guy. <laughs> I mean, you're not gonna like, you're not gonna be nominated. You, you know, here's the deal: the Christopher Nolans and the Scorseses of the world, they're gonna get up there. Yeah, they, like, well, they already have like 17. They do, but they that's it. They they're gonna. It's like yeah. uh, what's her fate? Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. She's she's gonna be Meryl Streep shows up, and I'm not even sure what she was in. Sometimes I know she was in the Golden like, Globe. She was at the Golden Globes. I was like, what were you in, Meryl? Because it's I mean, Meryl Streep. Like, they just have to give her an award. It's a part of the yearly requirement, which is fine. I love Meryl Streep. I do, too. Um, I'm not mad about it, but I'm just saying it, yeah. it's she's going to be there. But, like, I do. I think that Greta Gerwig is, like, one of my very top directors. I think, like, the, the three movies have been just so impactful for me. And I'm like, mm. I am just, I'm very mad about it. That, that's where it is. That's my great. I have made comments to you subtly, not so subtly, <laughs> about um, my love of the Little Women, old school. But I just love Winona Ryder. Oh, and me too. Cla- is it Claire Women? Like, Claire if you want a very long, passionate gripe, Little Women and I <laughs> have a history. Like, I, this is a. Oh, and what's her face in it too? The little vampire. What's her name? Uh, she's not a little vampire. <laughs> Are you uh, Kristen Dunst? <laughs> Yeah, Kirsten. Kirsten who's, who's, by the way, my age. Also, but... can I just say that her role in Interview with a Vampire is not what she's most known for. I know, but it's just what came to my brain. It's called April. It's called eight percent. Eight percent seltzer. Truly, <laughs> the little vampire. The little vampire. And I love that I knew exactly what you meant. Yeah. Um, oh, Sophia Coppola also won that. I wonder if she's been nominated. Uh, I love that version of Little Women. I do. Um, Christian Bale, fantastic. Yeah, really. yeah. Um, but like, and uh, like, I I've read Little Women countless number of times. There's there's a and it's again it's the whole long thing, but like there's a part of it that I every time would just get so mad. Hey, whoa. Sorry. My God, you think Penny was a freaking guard dog? Also, griping about it. Hey, come here, Penelope. You can't bark right now. No, Penelope. Uh, <laughs> Your mom is trying to go on a feminist drive right now. To go on a rant, but let but... her rant. It's January. <laughs> let her be. <laughs> um, and so I love, I love everything. I, lo- I even, I love the very oldest of the Little Women movies, the like really, really old one. I don't think I've seen that. Um, but Greta Gerwig's Little Women was the one that made me like Amy, and I, I like mm-hmm. it. It was, it was like we had a healing moment, Little Women and I. And I was like, oh my goodness. I appreciate her speech about the money. Yeah, um, but like. She still burnt that manuscript, which means she's dead, she's dead to me. <laughs> I mean, fair, absolutely fair. Because can you imagine that was your dissertation and there was no computer? Would you like her then? How many copies of your dissertation, or how many backups did you have? 
Oh my God. So many. So many. Final, 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 final three. Well, I had it. Yeah, no, I had so many, but I also had, I had it on an external hard drive. I mm-hmm. had it on Dropbox. I had it on iCloud. Nice. And then I would like occasionally just email it to something. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine Amy took that. Imagine. And then, and then later she, she burnt, like she burned it up. She burned the and internet. She came, up, she came up to you and she was like, but women can't make money every i made her scarlet o'hara for some reason (laughs) women can't make money and we've got it blah 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 and even if i have kids they're my and you'd be like you burnt my mother (laughs) sit down and shut up (laughs) it just gets me every time and i love florence Pugh, and i love the little vampire but (laughs) i just you just can't I can't get over it. Oh, vampire. <laughs> it hurts my soul. It hurts my soul. <laughs> Christy, do you think we've gone for enough? Yeah, I think we've enough gripes for the day. All right. Well, thank you for listening to our two gripes. Uh, and we're really happy to be back. <laughs> we're so happy to be back. We're happy to have you guys come yeah, back. We had, we had a good, if not not restful uh, time. <laughs> and now we're here and it's January. So join us. In this January, join us. It's never ending. This January. January. <laughs> Next time you hear from us, it'll probably still be January. So, sorry, it'll be January seventy <laughs> sixth. Tell, <your> <laughs> Tell your students, I'm sorry, <laughs> but their papers aren't due yet. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, bye, bye.